From COK Studios in Chad Abumrod's Arboretum, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrook. On today's show, we'll consider the high number of shark attacks this summer on the Carolina coast. We'll also consider some summertime slang with Leslie and Constance Kincaid in our language series, Consider the Source. And we'll consider whether I wear boxers or briefs. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from OMG McFlippies, home of the new screaming hot fajita platter. It's so sizzling hot, it's almost illegal to serve. OMG McFlippies, flip in some litigious flavor, neighbor. And the law firm of Morgan and Talmadge, specializing in the personal injury cases of people who were horribly burned by the OMG McFlippies screaming hot fajita platter. Visit mntlaw.com. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Cordell Nutbrook. Anyone familiar with Carolina beaches knows that many shark species frequent those waters during the summer. And, though it's extremely rare, those sharks have been known to attack humans. There have already been seven shark attacks off the North Carolina coast since June. It's a number that has surprised many seasoned shark watchers. While experts don't know precisely what's causing the uptick in attacks in North Carolina, they are offering tips to people eager to avoid attack. Joining us here in the studio are oceanographer Dr. Jill Casper and a North Carolina fisherman known simply as Chum. Welcome to you both. Hello. Hi. Uh, Dr. Casper, I'd like to start with you. What do you see as the main reason for the increase in shark attacks this summer? Well, the warm temperatures, for one. It's also sea turtle nesting season. So when the sea turtles are coming and going from the water to lay their eggs, they're pretty vulnerable to big sharks looking for food. Summertime also brings lots of people to the beach. Hmm. Chum, what are your thoughts on why sharks are preying on the people visiting North Carolina's beaches? I've been attacked by sharks over 60 times, Sonny Jim. And I'll tell you the main reason they attack is because they're hungry. They feed where the food is good. And guess what? The food is good in North Carolina right now. Well, why is that? Well, the majority of the attacks have been quick attacks in shallow water by smaller sharks looking for food. I'll tell you why. Have you seen all the chubby kids and pants out there on the beaches? People keep saying that the obesity epidemic in America is creating health risks, where one of those risks is shark attacks. Uh, Mr. Chum, I hardly see how the relative weight of victims has anything to do with the number of shark attacks this summer. Oh, you don't, huh? I may not have some fancy oceanography degree, but I do have experience. I wasn't always this skinny. I was the fattest fisherman on the wolf for over 20 years. After my 57th shark attack, where I lost my right pinky toe, I decided I needed to make a change. What did you do? Well, I went on Weight Watchers, and I dropped 165 pounds. I was too much of a feast for those sharks. Now that I'm so sinewy and stringy, they leave me alone. That can't be right. I understand why you might feel that way considering your experience, Mr. Chum. But everyone, not just the obese, needs to be careful when swimming. Well, tell that to all the little fat kids that go flailing about in the Carolina waters in their husky-sized swim trunks. Those sharks are just itching to get a taste of their soft, jiggly arms, their pudgy little bellies. It's no coincidence they call me Chum, Doctor. They might as well call all the families that are visiting our beaches Chum, too. Have you seen American families lately? They are huge. Indeed. What you're saying does make a lot of sense. Obesity is rampant in this country. There must be other factors we just haven't explored yet. Yeah, keep exploring. While you're doing that, 
I'm going to do my best to keep all the heavier folks out of the water. If you want to avoid getting attacked by a shark, put down the Cheetos and the ice cream. Diabetes and heart disease are bad, but being a banquet for a hungry shark is way worse. Take it from old chum. I guess I'd better get to the gym. Better safe than sorry, Dr. Lady. Well, that's a good idea. Chum, Dr. Casper, thank you for your time today. You're welcome. Happy to do it. Now we turn to our series on popular language, Consider the Source. Our phraseologist friends, Leslie and Constance Kincaid, are back with us to share some summertime words and phrases that you might not have heard of. Good to see you both. Thank you, Connor. Happy to be with you. So how's your BBC TV show going? It's going well. We were just voted dullest educational program by the fortnightly British television report. It was quite an honour. Our show was so popular in the 3 to 4 a.m. time slot that BBC Nine is putting us on at 1 a.m. instead. I only hope our viewers follow us to 1 a.m. Me too. Now, what kinds of summertime slang do you have for us today? We have lots of interesting words and phrases that we've collected in the past few weeks. This first one we overheard at an outdoor concert in Chicago. It's hash talk. This is when hashtags are spoken out loud and used in regular conversation by people who are very fond of Twitter. As in, I got the job at Google, hashtag employed, hashtag getting my Google on, hashtag blessed. It's incredibly annoying. Hashtag, I know. Touche, Connor. Our next slang term we picked up from a barbecue cookout in Maine. It's grill porn. Grill porn refers to catalogs made up exclusively of outdoor barbecue cookers and smokers that are mailed to men just before the 4th of July and Father's Day. As in, did you see the new catalog Dave got with all the smokers? It's some seriously hot grill porn. Oh, I know. I went from zero to 350 when I saw it. You Americans certainly love your barbecues. We do. It's kind of disturbing how much. Indeed. What else do you have for us today? This final one is popular among stoners the world over. Fur of the cat that scratched me. It is similar to the hair of the dog that bit you. It refers to smoking some marijuana to cure the effects of having smoked too much the night before. As in, I feel a lot better now that I've had some fur of the cat that scratched me. I remember my old friend Douglas Smythe giving me some fur of the cat that scratched me many, many times when we were at university. Yes, you were a bit of a pothead back then, as I recall. Indeed I was, dear. Shall we get some marijuana tonight, for old times' sake? No, we shan't. As always, we are so happy that you came and shared your slang with us. Thank you both for your time today. It, it was, was our pleasure. That was Consider the Source with Leslie and Constance Kincaid. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you want more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerourknowledge.com, for more news and stories. You can also follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Consider Our Know. The Consider Our Knowledge team includes Marianne Wetzel, Emily Clausen, Spencer Cannon, Hobart Willis, Jeremiah Knight, Natalie Thorpe, and Libby Mitchell. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. You can download Consider Our Knowledge at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley.
<laughs> Shit. Oh my god. Are you okay? Shit. Leslie exploded, so we'll be right back after these no. words from our sponsor. I don't, think you can, I don't think you can record this and eat chips at the same time. <coughs> I'm not like Connor. I'm not like Hobart. Only Hobart can eat chips and work hard at the same time. I wanted to be cool too. 